0: Hello and welcome back to the Marseille View. I'm Stefan and tonight I'm joined by Ben and Ed. You alright guys? Hi everyone, what's up? Well the new season is underway so this is our first episode of the new series. What we'll do tonight, as much as we've always done in the past, we'll review uh, OM's last game, which was yesterday's match against France, and we'll also preview next week's upcoming matches as well before we look through any relevant news stories that have been in the press over the last week or so. Um, As it's still the summer transfer period as well, we'll also have a discussion around uh, Mercato and look through any of the recent rumours regarding departures and arrivals. So, Thinking about our first item of the agenda tonight, um, yesterday, uh, Marseille opened the league 1 season against Rance at home at the Stade Vélodrome and um, were defeated 2-0. Um, it wasn't the best start, was it, to the season?
1: Absolute horse shit. Same old shit, different day. I can't believe I, I had to get through a number of streams to watch that. That was pathetic in every sense. No creativity, no flair, no nothing. Absolute same shit, different day, and I'll keep repeating it until we keep win a fucking game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good old Ed giving it both barrels there. Setting the tour <laughs> for the evening. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I must admit, I did. You know, I sort of went out halfway through the second half because I, I just I'd seen enough. I just thought, yeah, this is this is a copy of last season, same players um what i found strange was just the the, the way that a, quite a few of them fell back into their their old ways despite the promise they've shown in in some of the warm up games um streetman notably was was completely absent and and completely shit yesterday and then um yeah surprisingly amavi was was one of the most decent performers which you'd never expect us to say but he was um i think the whole right flank of the team let us down massively yesterday. Yeah. So Sakai had a poor game. Rudanich was was just completely running around like a headless chicken and trying to go through players by himself as he as he did last season. Um, yeah, it, it's just disappointing that we 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 seem to, you know, set up for these games and approach them without realizing that the the opposition's actually going to do their homework and they they're going to assess us out and and we seem to be the only team in in well, one of the only teams in Europe, but in Ligue 1, certainly the only team who hasn't that you know, hasn't sort of changed around or, or you know, tried to, to destabilise opponents by, by taking gambles and, and playing differently.
0: OK. Um, now, I'm just thinking, before I start looking at some of the individual performances, I'm just wanting to ask you about AV, AVB's, well, Andre Villar, I, I suppose, his approach to the game in terms of his tactics. Um, we went into the game playing what well what looked like with the intention of trying to play possession football um, and probably quite you know quite a slow pace of like building up a gameplay and I don't know I, I don't know if you guys felt this way but I felt that that kind of fell into the traps of of Lance and and just generally league and style of football and we were getting hit in the counter attack with pace and power. Um, do you think AVB was a bit tactically naive going into his first game in, in Ligue 1?
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, Gillette Charles was fouling everyone that had the blue of uh, rings. It, it, it was all over the place. It was. I mean, I don't get why he would start Germano over Benedetto. Benedetto maybe not fully match ready, but he's taller than Germano. He can hit the goal. Yeah. Uh, I think he was clueless, but I think Villa Boas is Rudy Garcia inc- reincarnated. <laughs> oh, Jesus after that, game,
0: <laughs> <Hey, laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, to be fair, that based on that performance, you know, it did, it does it did look very much like a Garcia like, you know, OM. It's the same it? players.
2: It's the same players playing in the same system, and and that it that is what w- one of the biggest issues for me. And I think you. you put your finger on it there Steph when you said that the way we set up and, and tactically we were extremely deep from kickoff we we just yeah. seemed to, to sit back and not not try and create and, and try and block Hans more than anything else and we all saw it after two minutes Hans could have scored I think it was just a very easy triangle combination on the left side going into the box and then they suddenly they, they have a shot and goal so yeah I I, I what what is clear, well, what has been clear to a lot of us, and what what must become clear to Vilas person, and I, I do think, on the contrary, of Rudy Garcia, he will change his ways fairly quickly when he realises that it won't it won't work, is that you cannot have Streetman and Sanson playing together in front of Gustavo. They they're exactly the same player in terms of what they bring to the team. They they just none of them are going to break the lines. None of them are going to. You know, sort of carry the ball forward and pick a pass out. Neither of them, sorry, they're, they're just they're just very similar. Where they get the ball and and because other teams know that Gustavo is probably the playmaker in that in that midfield triangle, as soon as they cancel him out, those two are clueless because the only way they can go is is either to the left back or the right back because there's there's no outlet up front. There's nobody making runs deep, especially now with Campos has gone. So it, it's. <sighs> You know, we'll get to this later, but it is it is highly likely that I, I would expect Sanson or Streetman, one of the two, to go in the next couple of weeks, and and then that leaves us with a problem of do we just slot Lopez into that midfield and hope that in that system it works because he's got a different profile and and he you know he can pick a pass sometimes. Or do we do we actually need to go out and find someone? And there's there's been talk of Rangier that we can we can touch on in a bit. But that, our midfield is too static compared to the likes of Lyon, who wiped the floor with Monaco. Who Monaco have exactly you know similar midfield to us? With very old players, very slow, very very slow in possession, and they they just got found out by Lyon's dynamic midfield triangle. And we will get found out as well.
0: Yeah, I mean that's something that I've. I've felt for a long time actually all through last season is that I've said this before on the podcast I'm sure and I don't rate the, the player that much I never really did but I feel that when we sold Zambo and Guisa we lost a, a a type of player in the midfield that we never really were able to replace which was someone with energy with physicality with pace you know um, and I feel like exactly Strickman and Sanson and Lopez you know like we, yeah, we've always looked a bit flat over the last year, um, but yeah, um, actually, I don't want to blame. I don't know if I want to put. I would personally put too much blame on the midfield in that game because I feel like as much as they were average, um, there was errors in other parts of the pitch. You know, um, you know, if you think about it, the defense was pretty poor. Kamara um, Cam- had Kamara had a shitty game and. It I should have given away A penalty Against Reims He should
2: have been years. Sent off for
0: that Of course he, he should was. have
1: been it was, sent it, off. Was, it was Ronald koeman It was that bad But I also have to say The attack was pretty Weak Terba, Not Terba Pyatt was pretty Pretty uh, Irrelevant and I also felt German Is not tall enough He needs a step ladder To get those goals In the net It's not going to happen Yeah but he's not getting service, though.
0: You don't need to be tall to be a good striker. You know, there's lots of good strikers over the years that have been small. Um, that I don't know if that if if it's fair enough just to say that he's heights the issue. I think he's got other deficiencies. No, yeah, he's got but, no with Shama. Well.
2: Well, <laughs> <well. laughs> yeah. No, with yeah. Shama. I mean, look, look, He's had he's had a shit warm-up period where he's not scored, and that's not great for his confidence. I'm not I'm not going to throw the stone at him for yesterday's game. He he, he barely got he got no service. And that is the problem in, in this system because it's so predictable to other teams. They know that if they if they man-mark or if they set up a system that will cancel out Gustavo and Payet and force Payet to, to stay out on the left wing and not be able to cut inside, they know that they will isolate our striker, especially when Tava isn't on the pitch and she's is running around clueless. So the, the big problem there is that in this system, which was Rudi Garcia's default, which was try and get the ball out to the left-back or the right-back and cross it in and hope for the best, villas seems to be on, on this system where let's make the midfield build the play and dictate the tempo. But, but our midfielders are incapable of doing that, which means that Germain or Benedetto won't get any service until we, we tweak it tactically.
0: OK. Um, sorry, Ed, I realised we cut you off earlier on. What we actually oh, it's, no, it's no problem.
1: I felt th- I felt we didn't get any anything really sorted. The German's not got any confidence or any strength. I think we would have been better off if we'd started Benedetto. But I feel that it's just it's wank. It's the same old form of wank. Amara Mara wasn't that great. Amavi was s- slow. Chilantata should have got sent off. Like I've said, I just don't know what we've done. We've gone. The only thing we've done this preseason has beat Washington DC's. United's reserves eight one in a friendly. That's what we done, we lost badly to Rangers. We lost to Accrington to Bleeding Stanley. You know, what's what's the fucking point? It's just we might as well just full fit the other twenty get of of thirty seven games, start off in League Dirt, rebuild, and then we can go ahead.
0: <laughs> the start the feeling that I had last night was, you know, I feel like McCourt needs to sell the club, we need to buy sell all the players, start all over again. I felt I'm, I felt really you know, negative, really defeatist about it. Um, I mean, I haven't slept on it. I don't know if I think it's as extreme as that. But, yeah, I kind of, I I know what you're saying, Ed. I kind of feel like there's, you know, we're we're still dealing with the problems from last season or the problems for the last two, three seasons. And it feels like we need to wash our hands of all that and start again in some ways. Because, I don't know, there's just this negativity to still still there even though we've changed the coach we just, you know when we we're on the pitch we just saw them we we're just so like lackluster so lethargic. lethargic yeah lethargic because yep. uh, it, it just don't it don't look right does it it don't look it, they're not they're not playing to the level they need to be and they're not showing the enthusiasm more importantly. Yeah,
2: we're, we're at that stage where we we you know we will I I give this this team another year before three or four major players move on <clears throat> and it needs to happen. Payet is is just clearly past it. I think that even if he has a good season, he he, he is just too predictable. The league has sussed him out. And, and we're guilty of doing what Arsenal did for a number of years in the Premier League, which is keep trying the same formula and hoping for the best. And th- the problem with OM with is that other teams know our weaknesses. And, and the problem is that we are our own weakness because we always set up the same way. And until that changes, and until we try something new or we bring different profiles into this team, we are going to see the same results.
0: Um, actually, just I wanted to talk about um, one aspect to the the team that you you mentioned already, um, Ben um, earlier on, which was about the right side. It looked like Sakai was getting caught out a lot down that that the, um, our right hand side and by their left winger and attacker, and I don't know, it made me think, you know, I don't know if it was entirely his fault or if it was because he was getting left exposed from Radonjic, but it made me think really about whether or not we sometimes are too obsessed with Amavi's faults on the left that maybe we need to consider upgrading on the right as well. It's, it's harsh
2: on Saka. I think yesterday was was one of his worst OM games. You know, it's easy. It's quite, let's be honest about it. He, he didn't play well. And yeah, th- the whole team didn't play well, but he particularly had a bad day. Um, but no, no it's, we, we, this is a guy we were talking about back in june and saying he was he was contender for play of the season last year and true. i think he'll bounce back and he will be consistent and we'll see sakai again but once a, a key strength of, of his is is his partnership with tovan where they they play off each other and they run off each other and they're, they're quite good at combining on that right side and you know he's got to adapt to radonic i think that's the first time radonic played out on the right to be honest he usually plays out on the left isn't he
0: yeah that's true i mean it may not be might not be his best position perhaps but, but yeah it's just thinking about Radonich as well actually because we were a bit more we were quite excited about him after pre-season because he would had a few good games or a few good moments more um he didn't he really didn't live up to expectation at all yesterday did he? and he he's kind of seemed to be exactly where he was last season <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah 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 very dis- it's just a bit disappointing just disappointing he didn't he got getting caught out every Every t- time he touched the ball, he was getting caught up by Reams. I mean, the guy's got—we know he's got exquisite, ex- exquisite pace. We know he's talented, but after yesterday's performance, it was push it crap. Everything—it just didn't. Everything he touched, he screwed. Yeah, he's—he's he's, he's, yeah. He,
2: he, i think he will come good, and, and he will be better this season than last season. But I think that everybody that. Started getting an erection over him after his performances in the preseason games. Needs to come back down to earth and realise that yes, it was preseason, and and other teams in this league will take it seriously. And we know that every team that comes to the Velodrome will sit deep, which makes it very hard for us to exploit qualities of players like Radonich who like to you know run in behind and, and go on the counter attack and stuff. He's, he's more suited to away games, I reckon.
1: I would hope. I would hope so.
0: He's got the pace isn't he to hit in the counter attack yeah but yeah I don't know I just feel like he's his touch and his decision-making lets him down in his decision making sorry he's often very poor um so he's got so much to improve in his game that I, I, I just I know it's the the first game of the season but I do worry whether or not he's really going to ever improve enough to be at the level to be in you know a, a realistic option in our first team
2: well, he's, someone's going to have to step up because, you know, we'll touch on this later on. But let's face it, it seems like we're not getting anyone else in. So someone is going to have to step
0: up. Right, OK. Um, to be honest, is there anything else I want to ask about that game? I'm not even sure there is. Um, I think that the, the last thing to cover off, Steph, would probably be, and you, and you spoke about
2: it, Ed, is, is, you know, the centre-back pairing that we, we were all... Excited about last season because they put, put in a few good performances just after Balotelli joined, and I, I guess the whole team was lifted in those three or four easy games we had. Um, they're quite worrying, you know. That this quite Chieccar is often guilty of poor positioning, and, and Kamara. Um, we know his qualities, but he, he does seem to have lapses in concentration at times. And, and with youngsters at the back, that, that will come back and haunt us. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, I, I would expect villas to tweak the system anyway, eventually. But I, I'm quite worried after seeing them in action yesterday.
1: Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat, really. I felt Gillespie, uh, like I'll say it again, should have been setting off. Kamara just wasn't there. He was just getting all angry and sweating it was just all it's like we were raving about this centre back partnership we were saying we've got to kick these guys to the future of our club blah 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 so it's y- y- yak. but last, last night they were they were fucking terrible it was like well, what's the point it's you know we've made a mistake not selling them immediately after one performance I'm very disappointed they've got to come back out next time out against Nons. otherwise those doubts will grow grow and grow
0: that's it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I had I had worries about the two of them towards the end of last season, and I I said this, I think in the podcast a, a number of times. I thought that Kamara's performances had dipped a little bit. Um, yeah, I just I I do worry about the two of them together. I think that they're both young players that have got a lot of potential. I think Kamara could be a you know a top top draw player. Um, I think, like, if he left Marseille, you know, and he signed for somewhere like Leo, he'd be fucking amazing. Um, I worry that whether or not our environment is the right environment for a young player like him to actually develop. Um, and it's quite, it can be quite a hostile place, you know, so when things aren't going well. The, the velodrome isn't a nice place to play when we're not winning. Um, so I, you can imagine it can have an impact on young players' confidence. So yeah,
2: especially I'm, a
0: local boy like that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm a bit worried about him. Actually, like I think if we lost him, I think he'll go on and have a great career. But I mean, obviously, I'd rather we kept him and he has that great career with us. But my worry is that with us, he might actually um, degress. Um,
2: yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the, the big the big consideration with Kamara right now is that he's only got a year left on his his current contract, and negotiations to extend that seem to be at a standstill for now. Whilst whilst people were quite optimistic at the start of the summer, the recent recent noises coming out are that he's you know he's thinking it over and and considering his options. So that is that is worrying for us as a club, but it's also worrying to think how that may play on his head. In in if he does end up going next week or in three weeks, he you know it may it may be a big stress factor for him between now and then.
0: Okay, um, actually, just like thinking, there's thinking back about the in the attack. Sorry, like we haven't actually talked about Benedetto and his um debut. Um, I mean, it was, he he we didn't really get to see a lot of him, did we? But it wasn't. Um, I guess he he wasn't um. Well, it wasn't the glory-filled debut that we would hoped of. But did you did you see anything from him that made you think, "Oh, there's something promising here"? Or were you a bit disappointed in in his performance? Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, 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 st- I'm still unconvinced. I'm still unconvinced. I'm still unconvinced because obviously we didn't see enough of him. Like you said, Steph, you know, we were promised uh, a great big piece of Argentinian steak, and we were left with dishwater uh, <laughs> at the end of that. Uh, I'm, I'll wait till I'll wait for the, <laughs> the game to snort. Where he must start, he must start against Ants if we want to get the three points. That's how it's gonna be. He's gotta go. Th- he's, he's gotta go up front. If he doesn't go up front, we're fucked because German just can't get the goals. We've got to get this guy out up front. Try him, and then if he fucks up, then we're we'll screwed. That's it. I I
2: I think we can't judge. You know, you can't judge on a 15-minute little cameo. Um, he's only had a week training with the team, and I think he spent two days of that training by himself. So. No, it's too early to tell. He came on. You know, the match was already bit fucked by then. <laughs> Reserve judgment. You, you've you got to give these guys 10 games and then you, you see how they fit into the system and then you see that you, you would hope he would score a goal in, in the first five games and, and build his confidence and get to know his teammates.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, it's it's not enough to judge him on uh, um, when they're, what, 30 minutes or something he must have played, um, if even that, um, 20 minutes. But, um Personally, I I had reservations about his signing anyway. He wasn't a player that I knew an awful lot about. When I checked him out, I thought he looked okay. Um, I'm just not sure he's right for the project. Um, I worry that he's going to take a long time to adapt to European football, to French football um i think i'm I'm not sure that stylistically he's the right player that we needed and i'm i'm not sure that i would have wanted to spend 15 million euros on him and at 29 years old so i, I my worry is that he could end up being a, a big flop but i'm not basing that on yesterday's performance i feel like that's not fair um i hope that he comes good and you know he turns out to be the sort of Cult hero that we we need an attack, you know, someone a bit like Zignac-esque actually. I'm hoping, you know. Um, yeah, hopefully. But um, yeah, I do have worries. I feel like the, there's a lot of things counting against them. Um, I feel like it's a lot of signs that it could it could be a, a bad move um, for the club. But we'll see. We'll see.
2: I mean, just to compare. Just to compare, sorry, quickly, Steph. I mean, if you guys, I don't know, you guys must have seen the Lille result, but they signed, yeah, you know, a Nigerian twenty-year-old who's, who's arguably had a very good youth career, and he, he scored two goals today, and they signed him for twelve million. So they've, <coughs> you know, you look at a club like Lille that is qualified in the Champions League, and and they've sold Pepe for eighty million, and you, you know, I'd probably expect him to go out and sign someone for twenty-five or thirty million who would who would actually be a name, but they they seem to be carrying on in this technique of. of Scouting oh. out young players and giving them a chance, and yes, it's a more favourable environment. But, but you know, they we're the only club that doesn't seem to be able to scout these players. Are we even watching these players?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know what? You say it's a more favourable environment, but five, six years ago, like when Le Brun was in charge, we were signing young players and they were playing well for us. I mean, not all of them went on and had the careers that we thought they would have, but they were fucking playing well. You know, you know the Embola, Mendy. Lemina, I mean, they all looked good, in uh, at times, you know, maybe they weren't. Um, take, you know, maybe they weren't able to get us to, you know, a top three finish or what. But they looked like they had quality, so I don't believe that young players can't come to them and and make an impact. You know, so yeah. Sorry, Ed, what were you gonna say? Uh
1: well, after after that, I wouldn't come to village if I was a young player. But I mean. What is our scouting policy? Go on YouTube and just type in random players and just say goals and highlights. I think
2: No, we, we, we seem have... to call Gignac and ask him for advice. That's what Hero seems to be
1: well, doing. Well, dear old Supreme Leader Jack Henry thinks that Gignac is still playing for us. I mean, this is how clueless this guy is. He still thinks that player who left us four or five years ago is still playing for us.
2: Xinyang probably technically has got one of those an uh, ego job where he works for our scouting network in
1: South America. <laughs> in fact, yeah. so,
2: it's, it's, it's ridiculous.
1: Like he, he, he just probably laughs his head off when he so, get, recommends a player. I recommend you this. I recommend you this. Oh, they don't have to be shit. Oh,
0: dear. Well, at least we didn't oh, say...
1: Why. At least we didn't say did the law. Well, at least we didn't sign Andre Silva. I'd been absolutely
0: fucking <laughs> if We signed Andre Silva.
1: Really? Why? Well, we'll see. He was we'll shit. He was shit at Milan. He'll be shit anywhere he goes. Well, we'll see. Yeah, maybe. He if he can't, if he can't crack it at the San Siro, he won't crack it at the other room. end. Of
0: maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, actually, just thinking about um, that attack. Anyway, so like you know, we're blaming um, Shamaan earlier on. We didn't see much of Benedetto, um, but as you—you know, you guys we, were blaming
2: him. I was defending him.
0: We didn't, you know. We said uh, earlier on that Payet was disappointing. There was a lack of creativity. Um, we we're missing Tovan actually down the right, um, and I think if you remember when you know the chips were down in the second half, what who we brought on was Bruno Sa on the right wing to replace Radonich, right? Um, personally, I feel that. There's a real lack of creative options in the squad, and I thought I felt like there was last season as well. Because Campos isn't that kind of player either, you know. Um, he's not. I, I don't really consider him a creative player. He was more of a sort of a walker runner. Um, I don't like Bunasar at all. I've I've told you that before. I think he's very average. Um, I f- personally feel that since um, Garcia got was um, came to the club, he removed some of the creative elements from the team. We had a at the time when he first came in we had a lot of creative attacking midfield options um you know so we had tovan we brought in we brought payet back we had um alessandrini we had cabela um you know they're not world-class players but they were you know on their day they're players that can create chances you know they can whip crosses in. they can dribble they can beat their man they can make through passes um do you do you agree that that's that we're missing that kind of? Um, those kind of profiles from the squad now or do you feel that like we have that with you know with the, the personnel that we've got yeah well bonus starts going off
1: like a monkey trapeze uh you can't get a good performance from this guy I don't I don't think we saw well I felt it was a mistake to get rid of all the and it was a mistake to get wrong get rid of Cabella in the first place and the thing is we haven't replaced them properly we just look at a, we just look at players. We think, can they be good for six months? And then they do good six months. And then the other six months are shit. And then we're left with them. We say, well, we'll sign them. You know, the club is in a state where it's like a rent-a-car business. You know, they look good for the next six months. And then they're smashed up. The doors are hanging off. The headlamps are gone missing. And there's bird shit all over the windscreen. This is the kind of policy <laughs> we have with <laughs> signing in it
0: There's nothing good.
1: Oh, it's brilliant.
2: I, I well, Ed, Ed, you're spot on, and, and well, to be a little bit more scientific about it, it, it just it just begs belief. Do we have a strategy when we go out and sign players? Because Steph, you're exactly right. Yes, we've lost those players. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I miss Cabello or Alan Sandrini. I wouldn't go that far. But what I would say is that the players we do have who we rely on for creativity. They're they're, they're, they're Payet and Tavares. Everybody's them out in the league. People know Tovan is going to cut inside on his left foot and cross or shoot. They know Payet's going to do the same on his right foot, or try and go past a couple of players by himself and get 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 tackled and foul him. And we we just have too many of the same type and profiles of players. They're just all identical, whether it's in midfield or up front. And hopefully Benedetto is different. We'll see. But yeah, we we uh, again, it, it's funny when th- there was a, a comment that came out today, apparently a, a report from one of the, the, the newspapers, La Provence or someone, saying that we, we've we been offered Sofiane Bouffal again from Southampton. And and Villas-Boas thinks that we don't need him because we've got enough creativity. We're saying, well, Jesus Christ, mate, are we watching the same games, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, We've got... I mean I guess we've got the young lad Lihaji, we might see some of him this season but we, we don't really know how much he'll be actually drafted into the first team at the moment um, I think we'll move on actually from the game I just wanted, I'm just just mindful of time and I'm thinking about um, you know giving our thoughts on next week's match so on Saturday we're up against Nantes so I think we're actually at home for that, no sorry we're away sorry. so we're, we're travelling to Nantes Um not who who were beaten today, in fact, by Leo two one. Um, what what are your thoughts for this game? Actually, what are you expecting? Are you are you expecting a, a comeback from OM? Are you expecting us to kind of return from the defeat with you know and show show some eagerness to get a result? Or are you expecting us to um well turn out much the same performance as as yesterday?
1: I'm expecting when I open my live score app on Sunday after. Sunday evening and I look at the league table, I'm going to find the three teams at the bottom in 18th Bordeaux, in 19th Monaco and 20th, OM we, we will get fresh <laughs> as we always do oh, fantastic.
2: I don't think we'll get fresh but I, I must admit that I, I'm well. I'm very surprised first of all that they've got Christian Goukouf as the manager and, and secondly, he always seems to do us over when he when he feels like it. So that that does worry me a bit. And in in recent years, we've we've not had much luck away to Nantes. So I, I would hope for a draw, and I would even if we don't win, I just hope there's a there's a significantly improved performance
1: and implication and, and energy from the team. But I'm not very optimistic. Yeah, I think I think we're going to end up losing one 0 to Nantes. We're going to end up walking away from the uh, the bourgeois looking like wankers. That's how it's going to be.
0: Right, okay. Um, I'm trying, I don't know what I feel. Um, I'm, i am so I watched the Leo Nantes game today, actually. Um, I mean, Nantes are just... they're not. They're not great, you know. They're a, they're an okay team. They don't have a lot up front. Um, they're quite solid defensively, though. I think they've lost a lot of their defenders this summer. Um, I don't know, actually. I, I think I'm probably going to see a draw. Yeah, I'll go for a 1-1 draw for this one. Um... Yeah, a draw. What about you? Ben? What would you, Ben? What did you say? Sorry, what's don't Yeah,
2: I, I, yeah, I think I think a draw as well. I think it will either be a nil nil or a, a one one. But my, my only hope is that we we actually try and perform and, and have more than two shots on goal. That's that's my only hope for next week.
0: Yeah, I think if it's a defeat, um, I think we're looking at a pretty worrying. <laughs> we are <laughs> looking at a very worrying start for AVB, you know, um, and and you really don't want. Um, the new manager to get off to such you know a, a series of defeats um, at the start of his career um, in the new season because I think he won't last very long if it, if that's what that happens I don't know if we'll give him the time. <laughs>
2: well, we thought about we said that with Garcia and
0: look, he you know
2: we ended up extending his fucking contract and having to pay him ten million so he would fuck off. So yeah, but we didn't.
0: That wasn't right. He wasn't. am like from the start of the season as such. You know that was a couple of months in.
2: Yeah, but we the the signs were there last season that that the beginning wasn't great, and it was all you know. It felt like we were we were dragging ourselves over the line and just getting a few results together out of out of fortune. Or we did have an easier run of games, but yeah, it's not great on the manager. But I'm not going to blame the manager. He's look what he's got to work with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's inherited. a squad, of fucking lazy underperformers, isn't he? So, yeah, I mean, you can't entirely blame him, I and mean, he's not been able to bring people in really to uh, to much other than two players to to you know to change the the squad and to change the playing style. You can't expect miracles overnight. Um, okay, so um, we're kind of mixed, but I think on on, on the non-match, uh, but I think um, with that we'll sort of move on and look at. mercato actually so we're still in the summer so the transfer period is over Um, now I just wanted to um, well firstly think about some comments that Vilas Boas, made in the last week about um, he was asked about whether we'd be bringing any new signings in and he said no um, I don't expect to be making any new signings because um, we don't have any money because of financial fair play. Um, now, I think we all, we've we already said our thoughts on that, um, that we expect us to sell. And um, just, I think today I was, I read somewhere that, um, after the game yesterday, that there's been promises made by Erro to um, McCourt that he will sell some players by the 1st of September um, do you think that we are going to see departures? Because it was only a week ago. where some of us were thinking that actually we might just see the squad that we've got currently is what we might be starting the season. Well, you know, playing the season with. What are you expecting?
2: Uh, I'm quite, I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite worried by by. Well, wouldn't say worried because I, I'm not surprised by those comments. It's, it's been one in, one out since the start of the window, but. Uh, it, it's it, it's concerning in the sense that what concerns me the most is... is, is I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that story was true where Zuby and Iroh said, oh, get rid of Garcia, we'll fix it. You know, we'll bring some money in. We'll make one big sale. You know, English clubs... I think this was back towards the, the, the end of last season, beginning of the window. Was, there was rumours of Wolves putting in a £40 million offer for, for Sanson. And it's like... you. Guys, for fuck's sake, the our, our only star performer last season, he, and I say star performer, I mean from a stats point of view, was was Tauvin. And he, you know, he had a, a respectable season because he got loads of goals and quite a few assists. But even even him, he's the only one. If you were a, a, a foreign club looking to buy someone, you'd you'd go for him and you'd, you'd try and negotiate as much as you can down to 35 or 30 million. And, and the problem is that if we're hoping for big offers for Samson or Streetman, any club that is buying is going to look at them and go, they were they were average at best last season. Streetman was even a bit shit. Let's be honest, and their wages are massive. So who the fuck is going to come in for him? And and if that is if that is the message that he's promised McCourt that will will sort of bring some money in and, and lighten the wage bill, I think the, the the second meaning of that message is quite clearly we we're not going to reinvest any money in the squad. I've
1: always taken note. I've always taken no means no means probably not if uh a car going by um if ab if abb is saying no that must mean no he was pressed on five francs
0: oh i think we've lost yet yeah he said he just sent a message there saying go on without me i've had a bowl issue i don't know what that means but uh, (laughs) whatever yeah, sorry for those listening. Um, we've just lost Ed, I'm afraid um he's been dialing in from a campsite in France. Um, well we say campsite, it's
2: not one of those jippo things. He's actually he's actually like
0: on a holiday campsite, you
2: know, with the family, so it's not it's not that bad.
0: Yeah, so he's a uh, got a rather um, inconsistent internet connection, so yeah, I think we'll, myself and Ben will just continue um, for the remainder of the podcast. Um, where were we actually? We were talking about who- Well, we were talking
2: about AVB um, comments that we wouldn't get signing, so I think we covered off two topics, didn't we, about Maca- well, the, the the comments about Erol and Zuby telling McCall there would be some money coming in, but... The, the message from that is that if the money comes in, it's not going back out. That's what it would seem.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, so you kind of touched on some of the players that because I want to run through, because there's been stories about each of these guys. So firstly, Sanson. Actually, we thought he was going to move before the, the deadline of the English transfer window. I think there was reports of an offer from, I think, Crystal Palace. And it was... Deemed uns- insufficient by Marseille, we don't really know the details of the offer, do we? I don't. I didn't really see very much about it. Just some tweets. Um, and there's, yeah, there's been this
2: there's, there's been one Twitter guy who's been who seems to have been in the know for Marseille this this summer, and he he tweeted apparently that the offer was around the fifteen million mark with with bonus tied in related to performances, which clearly is is less well well maybe well i wouldn't say it's bull because it probably reflects the true value of the guy let's face it he's not been great recently but yeah there's bull compared to the expectations that the board may have had and,
0: and of selling
2: him for 30 million that's for sure
0: i think 15 million is, is is ridiculous i wouldn't accept that no chance um i at least 25 i think in today today's market at least 25. It's just. They're playing crazy. I mean, fuck's sake, like, Crystal Palace are rejecting, what was it, £70 million plus two players for Wilfred Zaha? Like, and Yeah, yeah. Then, and then they've, they've had in midfields, you
2: know? Fuck's then,
0: sake. Yeah, then they're bidding €15 million Euros for Morgan Sansong. I just think that's a joke. Like, I'm not saying that Sansong's a better player than Zaha or anything like that, but just, the just. The valuations are all over the place, you know? Except when it
2: comes to our players,
0: yeah. <laughs> if they're valuing Zaha at more than £100 million, right, then Sanson deserves to be valued at more than €15 million. Euros, but but, you
2: know? but does, he, does he, though? Because this, this is a problem that only um seem to have in the French League. And I think we all got a bit overexcited when we managed to blag £30 million for Zombo Anguissa last year. But, well, you know, we've seen the profile of the player, and, and now he's at Villarreal, it seems that that was probably his value for the Premier League because he's got the profile for the Premier League, and I think there are a lot of question marks over whether sanson has has the profile for the Premier League. And I don't blame I don't blame Crystal Palace. You know, if you get towards like the last two hours of the window and you you chuck a few cheeky offers out and see who bites and who's willing to negotiate, then you would try your luck. But the, the, we just seem to shoot ourselves in the foot every year, and. I, I think this is partly our fault, but I think it's also partly the fault of the French system with the DNCG, the way the league communicates about the state of clubs' accounts, and and from the moment it's made clear that you're in deficit and you need to sell to balance the books, what the fuck do you expect? Of course, players, of course, clubs are not going to give you you know ridiculous offers for players that are average. They're gonna they're gonna come to you because they think you're desperate.
0: That's interesting, actually, I never thought about that. Um, Yeah, they're maybe putting people at disadvantage um, by exposing their financial vulnerabilities. Yeah, okay. Um, So, similarly, we've read comments today about Tovan, that he was one of the players that was, um, you know, that would be sacrificed by the 1st of September, and I've read today that he... You know, rumours that he's actually changed his mind about wanting to stay and that now he might want to leave. Um, Do you think there's much in that at all, or do you think that um, it's just rubbish? What are you expecting with Tovan over the summer? I
2: don't know. It's hard to read, isn't it? Because Valencia seems to be the main party interested. Um, If I was him, I think he's well, much too. I've been very vocal about what I think of him. I don't dislike him, but I don't rate him as highly as, as some people seem to do either and th- the big problem is yes we're losing a, a very decisive player from a goals and assists point of view but he's probably looking at it and going fuck you know euro 2020 next summer I know that if I stay at Marseille and keep putting in a shift whether it's as good or, or just as bad as last season depending on where, which point of view you look at it from then I'll be in that I'll be in the front squad if I go to Valencia, yes, if I make it there and I, I become a regular starter and I play in the Champions League and we have a bit of a run and, and we get to the quarterfinals or something, great. But if I don't, and Valencia, who seems to be going through a bit of turmoil themselves from a, a management and, and um, president point of view, where there's talks of resignations and there's a dodgy ownership structure, then you know it's probably not your first choice club if you were to leave Marseille, so... I, I I don't think he wants to leave, but I think he's being put in the same position he was last time when we sold him to Newcastle, where he's been told, mate, if we get an offer for you, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to sell you.
0: Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Um I mean he actually I think he might be if he's thinking about the European Championships, he's probably better off staying Going to Valencia because you don't really know what's going exactly. Out. You don't for exactly as well sometimes. Sometimes he just ignores certain players when they you know at certain clubs, and another times he doesn't. I find him kind of a bit hard to really understand sometimes as a coach. Um, I saw I see like Fakir's gone to Betis, Real Batiste and I just sort of wonder whether Fakir might have put himself in a position where he might I, find it harder I, to get in the France team as well because he's you know a little bit out. You know, out of the out of the sort of um, well, he's away. He's not under the microscope in the same as that he would have been at Leon or uh, a club like you know Arsenal or sort of, I, had he gone somewhere like that. Uh, you know? I
2: don't know. I don't know how he performed today, but by all accounts, he put in a good shift and they won. But I, I don't know if he scored or whatever. But yeah, you know, I, you're exactly right in your point that you know it is a big risk from an exposure point of view, and and the problem is in that it's not like. Touvan's the right back or something for the front squad, where you know there aren't a lot of good performers. I mean, you look on the fringes of the front squad, you've got players like Lacazette knocking on the door. That if you would think if he has a good as good a season as he had last year and Touvan. Falls off the radar at Valencia or something, then Lacazette will take his place in
0: that squad. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I personally, I don't think Deschamps really that keen on Lacazette, but, but yeah. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think Tovan might leave, and I think like if it brings in money, is that money going to be reinvested on players, as you said, or is it just going to? How be... do you replace him? Well, this is the other thing. Um, Forty million, if that's what the, that's the money they're talking about for Tovar at the moment. Who are we could bring in with that? You know, we're not going to spend it all. Are well, we? yeah. And who are we actually going to bring well, in? Well, you
2: wouldn't. You wouldn't put it on. Yeah, you wouldn't put it on one player, and, and you'd probably look to get right back in. Oh, sorry, left back in with that money as well. So uh, it's just very complicated. It's I don't just know a who very we would
0: shit. You know, I just, I really don't. Um, you know, I'm thinking like, who? What kind of right wingers are out there on the market that would be that are going to? Have might have an impact, have the potential to have an impact. at Om, um, that are going to be priced, you know, cheaper than Tovan. I mean, the only guy I can think. And of who's is,
2: going to want to join as well? Who's going to want to join as well?
0: Exactly, you know. I mean, you might go for a guy like um, what's his name, Adelaide or something. But is he, you know, what I mean, like you spend twenty million on someone that is not really proven anything. This, this, well, know, he, had
2: a, he had a good game. He had a good game yesterday, and I, I, I you know, I've, I've seen Reynald Adelaide because I follow Arsenal here. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player for the French league, and Monaco are on him. But yeah, the same, the, 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 we're back to the same old problem where if we sell Thomas for forty million, then whoever we go to to buy their players is going to say minimum twenty-five or thirty because they know we've got the cash.
0: Exactly. So that's my, what I was going to say. Is like someone like Adelaide, they're already asking for like twenty million. If we've just sell, if we went for a pool at like that, I know we've not been liked with them, but if we did, um, and we sold 40000000 hundred forty million. They're going to be like, we want twenty five, or we want, you know, they're going to they're going to push the price up. And we've always had that problem in France as well. It seems like we pay more than everybody else pays. Um, I found so. Yeah, I don't. I just, I don't. I don't really see how we're going to be able to do any good piece of business in such little time in the summer yeah, especially losing a player that is by all accounts
2: settled in the squad and has been a consistent performer whether you know he's he had a rough patch last season but he still did his numbers and you know you can't I wouldn't expect anybody we brought in as talented or as a name they may be or they may not be it's going to take anybody time to adapt to a new team and new players and they're just not going to have the same season that Tovan might have if he stayed
0: so I just wanted to have a chat about some of the departures um because there's been a few well sorry one other departure sorry um, cuz um today there was been another rumour as well um and it was about Germain I would read links about Nice potentially being interested in a return for Valer Germain um do you is that is that a move that you can see happening do you think Germain could be sold um or do you think that we um more likely going to see your man up front with Benedetto next season. This season,
2: I, well, uh, same, same, exactly the same point as with Tava is how you know we if he goes numerically, we've got to replace him and have a second striker, regardless of what tactic we employ. So. Who do you go for that's available? Yeah, you, I, I'd like us to maybe go for a 5 or 10 million investment on a youngest striker and, and blood them in and give them a chance. And there was talk about that Mboumou, I think, from Le Havre or, or somewhere in, in Ligue 2, who's uh, he's highly rated. Oh, he's
0: already gone England, I think.
2: <clears throat> Has he? Oh, he might have. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think he replaced um, Neil Mapai at uh, Brentford. I think you're right. But yeah, so we've missed out on, on yet another youngster that could come good. So... Again, we will need to replace Jamma if he goes. Um, I don't want to necessarily see the back of him. But at the same time, he, we know his limitations. And unless we make an effort and AVB adapts his tactics slightly, he, we know that he's just going to be completely isolated up front. And again, the other big unknown is that the status of Nice when this, this takeover does go through. You know, one hand you've got people telling you the guy's a billionaire, he's got big ambitions, maybe they go out and sign a twenty twenty five million rated striker, who knows? But it, it's just a difficult one to call. I I I would like to see him go if we can replace him correctly, but I'm not convinced we will.
0: No worries. Um, so yeah, just thinking as well about a couple of rumours about arrival. So although um if you ask Boris he said that there wouldn't be any signings um, that hasn't stopped some of the 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 press like linking us with some names. There's been links in the last 24 hours about I think Canal Plus, sorry, the, the ones that broke the story, are saying that uh, Valentin Rangier of Nantes um, might sign for Marseille in the coming days, possibly because we're expecting maybe Sanson or Strutman to be sold. Um, how do you feel about Rongier? Um, I know we've talked about many months ago. Um, but, you know, over the summer and seeing how things have developed, do you think it's a move that maybe now we might benefit from?
2: Yeah, I think he he if he would, for me, he would replace Sanson pretty well because he's similar age, similar potential, and, and but he is a bit of a different profile. Um. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd like to say see if we can get him, and if, if we're actually serious about replacing whoever leaves in midfield, he's a different profile.
0: I, I like the look of him. Yeah, he's quite similar to Lopez, though is he not? I always, I always He's
2: thought. more physical. He's a bit more physical, I think, and I think that he's he's got a bit more explosivity about him. But again, it's you know it's it's a gamble, and and then you you know if you lose a player that again is settled in the squad and as shit he is as he is now maybe Sossel's form improves in three, 3 months or 3 weeks so uh we'll see we'll see i i i think hongi is a good option because he's young and i'd look, we've only signed you know 28 plus year old players so far this window and, and that wasn't the strategy that was stated
0: 3 months ago absolutely yeah um okay um i to be honest with Roger, i don't i've seen him a few times i haven't He's not blowing me away. Like, for example, I watched him today. He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't. There wasn't anything sort of notable about his performance. Um, but I recognise that he's got good vision, and you know, he's quite a, technically quite a good player. Um, you can pass the ball well and stuff. So, yeah, why not? You know, I don't. At the moment, he doesn't seem like the profile that we actually need, though. I feel. I feel like when we had. Um, Chris from 90 Minute Cinecon, the podcast earlier on the summer, and he was talking about Olivia. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, Olivia and Cham. It seems like that's the kind of profile more that we need rather than yeah, someone like Rangier. Yeah. But, you know, I, mean, was, um, I think he's. Um, well, yeah.
2: He seems to be. So, Fuck knows what our, what, our, what our recruitment department are doing. I mean, it, it, it's just. That doesn't seem to be a plan. No.
0: It seems like Zubizaretta, though, has been keen on Rogier for a long time um, we've been linked with him I think as long as Zuby Zaret has been in post so yeah I mean it wouldn't surprise me if he's the guy that comes in in midfield then he seems like the most likely recruit but uh, yeah I would I would have hoped it would have been in Cham personally um, ok there's one other um, rumour that's about a potential arrival I don't know if you've seen it this week and it was about Andrea Yu so sort of former Marcy left winger. Oh fuck no. <laughs> fuck no.
2: You know, I mean we've brought enough of these guys back. It seems like we're getting the old gangs, you know, the old bands back together. We've seen what's happened with Payette and <clears throat> I think we touched on this with Lucard last time that I'm I'm worried about this just being an old boys club and, and, you know, Payet and Tovan being on a bit of a, well, Tovan, I I say, I'm not singling anybody out, but Bounassar and all these French players, that mentality of, you know, we're the boys, back in Marseille, let's get back on it, lads, same as before. And it's, you know, it worries me. I want to see new blood. I want to see, I'd rather see players like Streetman who've got a bit of an attitude in terms of kicking people up the backside because they've had a career and they've done well rather than us than getting old players back for the sake of it. And and to be fair though, if you'd have asked me that two years ago, yeah, R.U. is probably one of the ones that I would have said not in not on the left wing as he was before for us, but in midfield maybe because yeah, he's got he's a bit more physical and he is he's not very technical, but he you know, he can carry the ball. He's capable of of being a decent player for us. But no, you know, we we can't carry on this trend of bringing people back because it just looks like we're doing them a favor. It's just bollocks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um
0: I'm not sure he's the player that he was either. Um you know when he was I think he was well, probably he, had his best years at Man If he was
2: Yeah, and then he had he had a decent first stint in the Premier League with Swansea, didn't he? When he got you know, I remember him scoring a few headed goals against Arsenal, Liverpool yeah, and he had, he had a decent first season in the Premier yeah, League, but did. his club got relegated. He went to West Ham and then he fell off the radar, and he's now in fucking Turkey, which is the graveyard, as we know it.
0: Yeah, so I think um, he's probably not the player that he was, and he's kind of pushing 30 as well now. A player that I really liked, actually, but um, I liked his energy, you know. A bit similar to a Campos, I found him a bit of a warrior, you know. Um, I found, like, he. Actually.
2: He used, to, he used to score a lot of headed goals that's my he memory. He scored
0: a lot of important goals actually. I was finding someone that he you know he he put the goals in when we needed them to, you know. Um I th- he was he was good in the big yeah, games. He yeah, was a bit of a big game player for us.
2: He scored um he scored that goal against um I think that's my one of my most vivid memories of him is that that 90th minute winner against Inter Milan in the Champions League.
0: He's like we've not had anyone for a long time. <laughs> he scores goals in the big games, and it we just get hammered every big game. So <laughs> uh, in that i have given up hope in the big games. So, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've noticed a lot of people just don't even watch them anymore when we're playing against PSG or Lyon, or from, because we're expecting the worst. But but yeah. So um, but
2: we, it's, it's how crazy, how far we've we fallen behind all those guys. It, it, it is a big. Crazy that it's just the money's been squandered, and now they seem to be covering their ass by telling the "Oh, we'll sell one player for a lot of money, and then you, you know, we'll, we won't need you to put any more money in because you can't anyway, and we'll give you some back." But for fuck's sake, you know, if that, that that is not a viable strategy compared to what you're communicating, which is, "Oh, we've got ambitions, we want to do this." It's just it's you know the the, the, the shoe doesn't fit the foot. It's just completely incoherent.
0: Okay. Um, I think that's as much as I want to say about the Mercato. Um There's just a couple of news stories that I wanted to briefly just mention before we finish. They're really, really short, actually. Um, so one of them we've kind of, well, we've already covered on the content, content and it was related to... Um, well, just some comments it's not really a new story with such but we're just thinking about some comments that um Frank Sozy made after the game yesterday about how um Marseille players were not I think he said they don't they're not reflecting the values of of you know, what it meant to play for Marseille or something and that they should be, you know, sort of Something about, I think he said something about dying on the pitch or something like that. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, I think his, his exact words were:
2: <clears throat> we, "We used to go on the pitch and the opposing team would would look at us warming up and no, fuck, we've walked into a volcano here." <clears throat> and then that was, you know, that whole attitude obviously translates across to the, the fans and the Villa was a volcano, and people would shit themselves when they had to go away there. Yeah. And it's that that has been gone for a while, I think. But he's he's on point when he says, particularly with performances like last last night that have been repeating themselves quite regularly over the last twelve months. And you know, who is going to step up and, and kick people? And um, no one is. No one is. And and that's why back to our earlier comments that I, I think at the end of this season we need to look long and hard at the type of profile of players we sign and and the type of. Image we want this team to have because th- I think the expectation that, that fans in Marseille have who, you know, we're, we're all on about la grinta and all these key words about, you know, die on the pitch and shit, people are expecting a sort of Atletico Madrid approach, which let's face it, we'd all be living the fucking dream if that's the way we, we set out and we had a coach to be pretty happy with to, that. Via- <laughs> oh mate, we'd love it, we'd love it. No, they are it's, fucking well,
0: boring Atletico Madrid, but you know.
2: Well, but even if we didn't have the results and the success that they've had and, and the, you know, the European Cup wins and runs that they've had, just the, just that approach of, you know, you're 100% and you've got pit bulls on the pitch and, and everybody's going in for tackles and it's a bit more spectacular. That's what the, that's what the fans want.
0: Yeah.
2: I think we'd all prefer results, but that would be a good start. Yeah, yeah. So... People have that expectation, and and then you get the messages from the club saying, "Yeah, we understand the fans. You know, this is the the Marseille way, and we only sign players based on do they have the right mental attributes That's and right shit." But sure. but the, I, yeah, the right mental attributes for what? Because we don't even know what the fuck your your stated desired mental attributes or attitudes are. So it, it's just. <sighs> I, we'd all love that to happen, but it isn't going to happen. And Suzy obviously was there in the good days, and he, you know, he was big part of the success we had back then. And we, we, we just have to accept the reality as fans that we're miles away from that. And I, I don't think we'll get there with this current management team.
0: No, I don't. I agree with it. I don't. I don't think we will. It seems like we're probably a few. And you know a good o- another owner and another project at least at least one other away from where we want to be. Um, we seem to be in transition, I think. Um, and the the attitude of the players kind of just reflects that, doesn't it? It's really it's not just about the players; it's about the whole project. You know, together, it's just not. It's not. It's not producing the right culture. You know that we that we need from at the club to and that that, yeah. that would seep through onto the pitch. So yeah, there's just something very kind of um, just missing something. There's just it's just something very void. Yeah, something
2: very empty. Something there's another and and even worse so because I mean you know I will give credit to Zubi for the work he's done on the academy so far that you know we seem to produce Chabrol and Liagi if they can play some part this season, great and hopefully grow into that role. But again, you know what what sort of if you don't have that plan of you know, this, this is the mentality of players we want and this is a tactical system we're gonna play all the way through the youth system like Barcelona do, then you can't what well, you can't expect miracles from those players when they do come through because they don't know what the fuck they're walking into because it's we as you say, we're as far back as I can remember, this is like our tenth season of transition since we won the title.
0: Um, okay. One more thing I actually wanted to mention before we finish up and it was about Mandanda. So um Felas Boris, we named his new captain as Dev Mandanda. We weren't sure if he was going to pick Mandanda actually. It looked like it was going to be between maybe him or Gustavo or Payet, but he's gone to, for the goalkeeper. Um, do you think he made the right move, or do you think that was a well, probably a first error from AVB and his um, role as manager? Look,
1: no. I, I, you,
2: know, you have to look back. I. I, I Remember us being all quite vocal about Mandanda having a strop about not being given the armband when he came back and all that shit. And yeah, I think he was stupid for that, but he let himself down more than anything else, and that's why he had shit performances. But it has to be admitted that when he was given the armband before he left the club, he was, you know, he was at, still at the top of his game. It was very decisive that shit season we had with Michelle. And he is one of those players that having the armband seems to give him a bit of a psychological edge where he does step up a bit and he transcends himself. Whether he, I don't think he transcends the team, but he, he, he does seem to improve his performances, whether, whereas sorry with Payet, you, you sort of felt like it was a bit of a weight for him. And and Mondanda probably, I think he's one of those guys that he leads by example in his performance, but he won't lead by example in terms of being a leader. So he'll try and set an example in terms of I'm at this level, I expect you to be at this level. But he's not inspirational and, and Payet isn't either. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out in a few weeks or months that maybe he did want to give it to Gustavo. But maybe Gustavo will end up leaving in a couple of weeks or even worse, maybe Gustavo told him I don't want it because I don't think that there's anything to be done. And it wouldn't surprise me if that actually came out and a lot of players like him and Streetman are looking at this team going, it's like being with kids. You know, people, this squad and this mentality and this squad and this culture is not right. There is something lacking and someone needs to change it.
0: I would just say that my thoughts about Mondanda being captain are, I'd say I'm I'm quite disappointed actually because one, I think Mondanda probably shouldn't, have a long-term future at the club i mean i think um one more season and then i think it's probably time for him to move on although i would say that with the the other.
2: Just on that, end, Steph. Sorry, they 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 triggered the clause in his contract, and they've extended his contract by an extra year.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying that I think he should be going after a year, so not that.
2: Uh, I, I agree, but but that that's that that is the incoherence, isn't it? That you you we all can see that we all reckon he should be done, but yet again we've triggered the fucking option in his contracts. It's like Garcia all over again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, then it's obviously not just Garcia. Then it was responsible, is it for these things? Is it? um but yeah so i think that long term i don't i don't feel he should have a future um, a long term future at the club so one that's one of the reasons why i wouldn't want him as captain but i recognize that the other options you know Gustavo Payet, are also in that similar boat and that probably after one more year for all before all of them they should be going um i would have gone with Gustavo personally because of the type of player he is and I feel like he's more of a leader on the pitch than Mandanda Payet um, I also feel like yeah and his experience as yeah, well, yeah he's won the Champions League hasn't he as well he's played for a top European club um which none of the others have done um he has won trophies as well with <laughs> Bayern Munich obviously um but yeah so I think as well picking Mundunda is a bit of a step backwards in that you we've already had him as captain before. Um, we need to be moving forward and not again, as you said, you know, making looking to the past and making it seem like a bit of an old boys club. You know, certain people just seem to be. Um, it's like they've got a job for life at Marseille, you know. Um, so yeah, so the, 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 I don't know. It just it feels. It, it, it I think it sends it out. It feels like it sent it sends out a lot of the wrong messages for, well for the club and you know for the players as well. There, yeah, I just don't think it sets the right examples. So, um,
2: but 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 in all honesty, I'd rather see him with the
0: abandoned than Payet. Yeah, that, that yeah I, my fi- my final comment. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean Payet can't even play ninety minutes most of the time. You know, he's like he's 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 always fucking getting injured and. Coming on for like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, or he plays after sixty minutes, he's non-existent. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah
2: and, and and but but that's the point of the, the you know the captain's armband. You know you see players like Stephen Gerrard, for example, and he he was just the man. And whether he had it or not, you knew he'd be the same. And Modon one of those where you feel that having it makes him feel better about himself. So he he does look better with it. He does, I I do find he he's always put in good performances when he when he has been captain. Before or yesterday, I thought he was decent, but um, yeah, Payet's the complete opposite where you feel like it doesn't really the only effect it has on him is, is negative,
0: yeah, yeah, true. Okay, well, um, I think with that, we'll probably wrap it up for tonight. Um, um, yeah, apologies for listening, sorry, we lost one of our speakers, and um, um, is what it is, but um, hopefully. Still enjoyed the podcast. Thanks very much for listening, and thanks very much as well, Ben, for for taking part. um We'll we'll try and get another episode out as well. You know, as, you know, after next game, and, and we'll, we'll hope to keep up sort of weekly episodes as well throughout the season. So, so yeah, thank you very much. Yeah,
2: it'll it'll be yeah yeah pleasure as always, guys. And I, I guess that you know we'll get to a stage. I mean. You know, we have quite a diverse group of speakers. It's always nice to have the guys from the US on. It was very relevant last week after the tour in the US, but... You know, if, if anybody that listens regularly wants to give it a go and, and wants to join us and, and contribute, you know, you're more than welcome to put your name forward, guys. Don't be shy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd be interested in hearing from people that are interested in getting involved, absolutely. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the podcast is, you know, is, we're just a fan podcast, so, you know, um, we're not, like, an exclusive group or anything. So, yeah, any when fans speak English that, you know, I think they've got you know we have got something useful to say and want to take part then yeah give us a shout but yeah um, I think we'll yeah we'll wrap it up yeah um, thanks very much and-
2: yeah pleasure take care guys thank you guys bye